It's silk. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's happening with you? I'm good. I'm good, brother. I'm good. You know, everything is Gucci. Uh, as you said, this is the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. You can check us out on all medias and socialist platforms. Twitter, at Reasonable Wrestling Podcast 1. Reasonable Wrestling Podcast at every Freddy Freddy everywhere else. We've got Reasonable Wrestling, YouTube, Instagram. If you heard it before, you know the dig. But just first time listening, welcome. And uh, we do some Reasonable Wrestling talk, as you can probably guess. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to our first edition, Everything is Wrestling T-shirts, which I'm wearing right now on the pod. Go cop your first edition. Everything wrestling t-shirt because uh, you can be the ones to say, you know, we've been day ones for Reasonable Wrestling, and I am now a firm supporter. Copying everything is wrestling t-shirt. You can check it out on everything. What's the, what's the domain name? It's, every, it's, it's our Shopify. Everything is wrestling. Dot Shopify. Yeah, we we yeah. we tweeted it. You know what I mean? We tweeted it. We tweeted it. <laughs> so, yeah, media socials. Go to the Twitter, and you'll get the link to the Shopify. We're working out the kids, guys. We'll get her all together. <laughs> but go get this shit. Come this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's live. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. I mean, we, we're operating on the short week. I feel like the Jets. Yeah. The Jets, right? I mean, like. We are, right? Oh, man. Let's not talk about the Jets, man. You just put me in depression. <laughs> um, But, nah, man. Just, you know, we got through Tuesday. Um, we recorded on Tuesday. Uh, and our week of wrestling started on NXT, so and and AW. So let's just go ahead and roll right into it. Um, I thought both shows were good. I thought both shows were um, had really great high spots. Um, I'm gonna start off with AW. Okay. MJF and Chris Jericho. I don't really fuck with Jericho outside of wrestling, but MJF and Chris Jericho are doing some great white man comedy. On um, wrestling, bro. I, I I'm digging it. It's it, it, it's the uh, it's Chris Jericho stuff. One thing about Chris Jericho, yes, he's and that's funny because you know Chris Jericho wasn't a big fan of Orange Cassidy when he first came, you know, to AEW. He 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 he, he won him over and you know he worked with him obviously. But in real essence, Orange Cassidy is pretty much the today's day version of Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho in WCW was a troll. Come come out there. List all the arm locks that he's gonna, you know, uh, he, that he knows, all the wrestling moves he knows. Everything was a knee bar or arm bar or something like that. Like, he's the guy who's has his own shtick. And I respect he just blazes his own trail, Chris Jericho. And what he's doing with MJF adds a little bit of uh, ingredients and it kind of rubs it off on MJF. I think they are in the same vein of, of um, guys who, as far as who can do comedy, you know, and, and, they, they have a bit, you know, like a bit, like a comedic bit. And I like the fact that they're willing to be witty like that. So um, we, we go back and forth with Jericho here on this podcast, but 
He's an invaluable asset to AEW, honestly. We have to be saying more than one commentary. We just stay on commentary. But at the same time, when he put people over, what can I say? You know, like, he's putting everybody over. And in and, his and interaction with MJF, he's growing through that as well. So I want to give – I want to – I agree with you. Yeah, that was honestly some good shit this week with AEW on um, – because you're going to MJF this week. Outside of that, um, I know Butcher and Moxley – well, Butcher being in that spot from Butcher and Blade – um, I know that's a huge spot for him career-wise, like him wrestling for a world championship. The match was meh. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? I actually like Butcher, man. I like, I like, I like Butcher, but I'm not a Moxley fan. I think that, yeah, you have a thing against Moxley, and that's all good. That's all fine and dandy. Um, Butcher, actually, he has a whole look to him. He's a, he's a, like, he's a big dude. Like, you just don't want to fuck with this dude here. Like, he has this whole thing, you know? And I think that he got got potential over there and he just seems intimidating all around mm-hmm. um john moxley i don't know why you don't like john moxley man he's he's he can he, he's a brawler and, and at the end of the day if you don't understand brawl wrestling and you don't fit up with it like that like i, I can't i can't no you can't you can't put me in that box because i appreciate brawl wrestling huh my 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 point is this: Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, how, whichever character he is, is it for me? Yeah. And it's no slight to me saying that he's not a good competitor or a good character or a, you know anything like that because I don't want to discredit that from him because. I know how valuable he was in 2016 to SmackDown and that roster and what he did and how he was able to he put AJ Styles over, right? AJ Styles is AJ Styles, but Dean Ambrose had that moxie about him, you feel me? <laughs> to where he was able to to put AJ Styles over. Bring that over that. to bring huh? He think about that. A veteran of, of years and years and years got to the E. And Dean Ambrose was the guy to get him to the next level as champion and like had his own thing. You know, obviously there was John Cena that was added to that, but Dean was a big part of it. Exactly, team. exactly. And so, so when we're talking about that, when we're talking about that, let's look at the pedigree, right? The pedigree of AJ Styles' feuds were Roman Reigns, the aforementioned Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, John Cena, and then Dean Ambrose, right? Dean Ambrose is in... That realm, so I don't want to disrespect him because of how valuable and how good he is. Going to say that to say this, you forgot how good Archer and Moxley was just because how bad Moxley just. I'm not gonna say how bad he is, but how meant it is, right? His match with MJF wasn't really necessarily rememberable. Um, The Kenny Omega match wasn't necessarily rememberable, other than the spot. Um, the Chris Jericho match hasn't been memorable. Like Moxley just hasn't performed well, and it has possibly been due to the opponents. The only good match that he has had was I was against Brody Lee, and you know at that time I thought it was hurtful that Brody lost to Dean, but they they were able to kind of you know get him back up. But outside of that, Moxley really hasn't had good matches for me to stand on, for me to be to 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 you know what I mean. I'm going to say what I said last week. 
John Moxley needs somebody on his level that can be looked at as like a legitimate threat to the title. Believe it or not, I think he's already faced him. I think Eddie Kingston is that guy. I think that Eddie Kingston, through his through his demeanor and his moxie, he matches moxie. Oh, you know, John Moxley. Oh, yes, that was a great. That was a great match. Together. Yeah, it was, and it's a good storyline they're telling all of them. So it got me intrigued to the main event this week, scene. But I saw, you know, um, the familiar do what they did to John Moxley after the match, and then this week he put Busher against them, and you know they're obviously building an angle with Eddie, and I like it. It's long term, slow build, and I can't wait to see what they come up with because I do want to see them in a hardcore classic. I think those two guys have the potential to see, do what they've done, like CZW and all that. They know each other from the past. like, And if they do it in AEW and put like a work of art out there, um, I, see, I think that's the, what you, what's going to click for some of y'all with, with John Moxley. I think he's the right guy for the championship right now. And we can get fooled if thinking he's not because there's been a stretch of him facing the Brian Cages and, you know, uh, facing, you know, Speaking of Darby, speaking of Darby, Darby and Ricky Starks, great few, great, great few, great match. I know they keep saying that those two are like young studs or whatever the case may be, but uh, those niggas are like 27 and like 30. I mean, like, we're, like I'm, I'm twenty, I'm, I'm thirty, thirty-one, and uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily call myself old, but I ain't young, man. You feel me? So, like, if I, hey, I'll take it. I mean, as long as I could be both young, I'll just take it. You know, so hey, if they're young stuff in the limelight. You know, we got wrestling people wrestling right now, forty, forty-seven. People are wrestling for a long time, but sometimes it's a little bit too long. And they've always been doing that for the past. But I think that if you're talking about 30 years old, you got at least 10 years in the business if you really want to. You know, like, like barring there's no serious severe injury. For sure. Yeah, you know. I but, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, Darby and, and uh, Ricky Starks, I did want to touch on that. They opened the show. But yeah, they but Dar but Dar Darby's not a Darby's not a main Darby's not a main eventer at the time. Brian Cage is not a main eventer as well. You know what I mean? Like you know Ricky Spark Ricky Starks uh, running mate. So like like you say, Moxley just has to have somebody on his level. You feel me? Like it so, is. Like, this is no shot at Darby or Brian Cage. They just couldn't step into. The spot and say like boom i'm a, a worthy competitor you they look you we look at them from outside as oh john mox is going over clearly you know at this point in their career and if they were to have like a surprise shock and have darby win the title yeah i think that would have garnered a little bit of intrigue to see where that goes from there don't get me wrong because i think darby is a star and is all right but then you got the guy with the title you want the guy with the title to, to be somebody we've seen before that's why guys hello Put the title on people that have been former talent in WWE. They are recognizable. We at Wrestling Fans recognize uh, Brody Lee. And we're just like, oh, he has a championship? I want to see what he's doing. Now, let's say, and you might say, oh, don't we know uh, Darby Allen or uh, Orange Cassidy? No, we don't. You put the title on them, you put them on your marquee or your commercial with the title. People who are fringe wrestling fans might not know who they are. And like, 
all right, I'm not tuning in to watch that match because I don't know who this person is. So I think we'll get to a point where people have a, you know, a history and a base with a Darby and Orange Cassidy and, you know, MJF, where they are running the show in AEW as legit main eventers. But I think that that just takes time. But Eddie Kingston, he, he, he's, he's that guy. I, I mean, I, I, would say, I would say that to an extent where Eddie would be also in the same vein as them, where I think if Eddie, like Eddie had a match with Dean, and I was like, well, you know, let's hope Eddie has a good performance, which he did, looked great, but I knew he was going to lose. You know what I mean? Now, extending the feud now, um, you know, my mind is now thinking like, okay, well, do they put the title on Eddie Kingston? But I'm like, okay, if you put the title on Eddie Kingston, then, then where you go? You know, if they do that, Eddie Kingston has to really show out over the next couple of weeks. And he, and he has something, obviously, with his, with his demeanor, how he talks, with his presentation. They need to put it all together, together around Eddie Kingston. And then it's going to look like, and then, you know, he has a stable working, too. So that's where you go. He has a stable up. And you get the chase with John Mouse chasing the title at that point. So there's a lot of ways you can go if they put the title on Eddie Kingston, which I think that if it's not now, Eddie Kingston is destined to be AEW champion. Trust me. With, his, with the way he talks, with, with his performances in the, in the ring, you give him the vibe of the hardcore vibe of like, yo, you can, you can go out there and brawl with you, and you may be maimed. Just like John Moxley go out there, you're going to come away with maimed. They have that kind of edge to them. So them at the top of the AEW card, expect what I see is a hardcore death match in my head. All I see, and it doesn't have to be that. It could be like, it could be like a, a false count anywhere. It could be, you know, it, it, I see something larger. You set it up and you actually build the two really strongly over the next couple of weeks. It could, at the next big show, you could have the Eddie Kingston John Nazi match that really matters. That's a hardcore classic. That's how I see it. Uh, I, I I mean, honestly, I think that might work. You know, now we're overlooked. Again, here we are overlooking Lance Archer, right? Because we're clearly saying that Mox is going to get past Lance. You feel me? So, like, at this that's point... That's not our fault, though. Like, I mean, whose fault is that? I, again... Am I, am I being, I, you know, it's not Lance's, it's not Lance's great. Don't get me wrong. I think he's great. But they haven't they given him barely any time, like, to, be, get, to get over. You got, you're getting over a lot of other people. Darby, Horace Cassidy, you're getting over the revival. I mean, FTR. So, like, I know there's only so much time in the show, but sorry, but Lance has just had moments where he's been aggressive backstage for a very long time now, and that's it. There's no, there's no story with Lance. What's, what's one thing you can think of that's like, okay, Lance did this thing in AEW that mattered? He only did was win that match that gives him the next title match. So you know he's gonna go. He's, he's going under. It's not our fault. <laughs> I mean. With that being said, I don't really have a lot of AEW. You know, I'm I'm watching the progression of the tag team, of course, still the tag team division. Um, I'm I'm looking at um, you know uh, Kenny. I like what they're doing with the young bucks. Yeah. Um, they're kind of being underdogs with that. They are like kind of like coronated as like the best tag team in the world, but they're losing a lot of matches, and that pretty much turned them to be like just super kicking everybody now. They're just really frustrated. You know, so I actually I, I personally dig it because I because I'm hoping that we get to the FTR Young Bucks match that we want eventually. So I'm holding out hope that this actually. I mean, Bucks didn't have to turn for that to happen because then now we're now we're gonna have two heels in a match where that that it would only have made sense if FTR came and beat them 
to then take place of being the best tag team in the world. That's just me. You know what I mean? That's how you write the story. Like, nigga, you don't turn because you lost the fucking Jungle Boy. You know what I mean? You, you know, you don't... You don't turn because Luchasaurus got one over on you. You know what I mean? Like, you feel me? Like, you, you, but outside of that, I mean, they still got a deep tag division. I, I would like for them to try to make a pivot with Private Party. Um, well, they did. The Jericho faced uh, Isaiah Cassidy in a single match. So, I mean, he got to run shoulders with Jericho. Was it the greatest match? No, but... I mean, I'm glad that we got to see that match. I mean, we. I, 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 I hear you, but I, I, I didn't speak their name for me to be like, yeah, he had a match with Jericho. I mean, I would like for them to be in the program with Butcher and Blade, or maybe in the program with the Lucha Bros, or maybe you know actually establish um, the tag team rankings to where uh, you know the the best friends, right? Uh, the best friends are. Uh, I will say this. They did get time on the mic for the first time that I seen in a while, so I like that with, with Jericho. They got some time on the mic, and I see some potential. So I want to phrase that at the same time. You're right, they're a tag team that you want to see some tag team. Uh, they just got out a feud with, um, I think, Texas, uh, Santana. Was it? Yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. They, right? So, I mean, if, if anything, you know, Santana and Ortiz. I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, <laughs> the Birdman Junior wanted to make his appearance on the show. <laughs> I mean, he can. I mean, this this guy here, he's not even. He doesn't even want to talk wrestling. He just wants to talk. <laughs> um, yo, yo, speak, speak, speaking of the people who just don't want to talk wrestling, just want to talk. What the hell is Miro doing in AEW, bro? Uh, okay, all right. I'm on the fence with this. Woo! Here's One of the best who? One of the best murals, like I mean, you know, I don't want to say okay. One of the best characters he's ever done. Because he hasn't really done anything other than the Bulgarian brute, really. But what he's doing with the best man thing, and just getting him completely you want to see like, oh is that the FTR that doing they're doing the same shit they did everything they are. Miro's actually doing something completely different. So I want to give some praise to that and I like to see where this goes. I want to give it some time because he's being himself. And he has uh, a funny vocal. He's actually funny. So I've seen that. I think that you got to get Speaking of Miro, bro, bro, Miro, what he's doing, I hear you. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to again devalue something because I'm not giving it a chance. What I am doing is, you can't get mad at WWE for cookie cutter, playful, sports entertaining shit. 
and then go out and then do it on your own. Because then I'm like, well, you just didn't want to do it under the umbrella? You know what I mean? Because exactly, because you want to do it his way, and that's fine. Okay. I, 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 uh-huh. They're telling you, okay, you're gonna be a Bulgarian group for the rest of your life, and you're like, I'm way more than whatever the Rusev like. If he's way more than that, let him go out there and be way more. They had him pretty much go out there and be Lana's husband, a Russian husband, for a year, for for years. You know, a big group. You know, now you're Russian Bulgarian, it's Russian and Bulgarian. You know, that's what it was. He was in a box. You put him in a box, that's it. Right now he's letting his brain fly, he's loose, and right now we just got to give him time to see where this goes. Because if he, once he finds what it is, I think it's going to be pretty funny. I think that he has, like, especially, you know, him being on Total Divas and all that, but he has... Now, how, how, he how, how, how much funny shit going to be on AEW? We just said, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, this is not to you, but I'm just saying, we got Miro, it's going to be funny shit. We got... Um, Jericho and and uh, MJF, who's yeah. who who's who thinks they're funny. Um, <laughs> then we got um, bruh Taz on commentary. My God, he has lost a ton of steps. You know, I know you're like you I'm lost a step, nigga. I refuse to believe that Michael Cole carried that nigga his whole career there, bro. He did. It's facts. It's okay. Taz has always been terrible on commentary. I've been trying to say this for the longest time, and no one, ever, no one's listening. <laughs> Man, he is. He's Jr. Bad, nigga. Yeah. And he, and he, he, he ain't Jr. Old. Sorry, sorry. I mean, the nostalgia still gets me with Jr. So at least I got that. Taz, I don't even have that. Sorry, but and no, no, here on Taz. Taz, you're a great wrestler. You are a great wrestler. Your commentary is not for me. <laughs> um, I mean, so with that being said, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, with Miro, I am going to, I am going to, semi be patient. I didn't like the attachment to Kip Sabian. Um, that that's just one thing that I just wasn't, I didn't understand. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not coming to give you rubs, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> moving, moving on to the next. Anything else from AW? Uh, anything else from? I didn't, I didn't have anything else. I think that's a wrap. Uh, what division? What's going on there? I think Britt Baker's. Gonna, oh yeah, I'm prediction. Britt Baker's gonna make it to the WWE. Oh God, hold on. Uh, one, one, one thing. I, I'm sorry. Yes, I love it, Bricker. Before we get out of here, I have to talk about Cody's promo and Cody's uh, 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 pyro. My God, both of those things were so long. Like, you got to be shitting me, bro. One of them things got to be cut short. I think so, too. I think something got to be cut short. Was it? I, I, the promo, I thought, was good until it wasn't. At first, it was good, and then it just went off the rails. At some point, I was like, okay. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, honestly, I think, I think Cody needs to be a little bit less grandstanding, you know. He tries. Um, he's trying to be his dad. I see yeah, it. Yeah, I think he, it's, it's it's it's. I know how that feels, you know. Like when you have that pressure of a father that you know you want to live up to, let it go. He has to let it go. Once he lets that shit go, he'll be the best Cody he's ever been. But he he has to stop a little bit with the grandstanding, uh, and he'll 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 lock in. Honestly, I like Cody. I've always been a fan. I'm not gonna front. I, I'm a fan of Cody, but um, 
he once he closed down the grand thing, he would be able to see things a little bit more clearly. And I do like the story he was trying to tell with like, you know, where was I? He was trying to find like he found himself on a stage in front of Snoop Dogg and all these people, and I was like, oh okay, you know, and you're like wondering like what, where am I? Like, this is not me, you know. And he came back, and I like that. So we'll see where things go with Brody Lee. I really am interested in seeing the dog collar match, so I'm tuning in for that. You know, you know why you you know why he didn't know where he was because he's a fucking wrestler, bro. Like, so if you're a wrestler, put your name down as EVP and hand that shit over to somebody who can do it, or accept the role that you're an EVP and not be like I lost myself as a wrestler because one of the two things that you're not going to be able to do, you're going to half-ass both of them. You see what I'm saying? Like you, you're going to half-ass both of them if you can't figure it out. And, and at that point in time, if you're a half-ass VP and you're a half-ass wrestler, then goddamn. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I really think that if Cody had a, if Cody had that moment to where he had to go and shake a TV exec hands and be around all this stuff for him to know, like, man, this ain't my room, then I will, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he might have to let it go and find, and just, and just whatever serves him. And if it is EVP, then it is. But you, but I feel like you know, if you say sometimes serving two masters, you gotta eventually choose. I, hey, I just quit my job. You know, I know how it is to like say, you know, this is where my passion primarily lies, and I'm in my full essence when I'm doing it. Whether that's wrestling, whether it's just building a company as an AEW, or but splitting it is gonna be a it's gonna be a, it's always gonna be a juggling that that will be tough for anybody. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm tuning in next week. There's some things going on, you know, the Jericho thirty years, um, you know, thirty thirty years in wrestling. Um, I think that's a that's commendable, you know, that's that's yeah. Jushin Liger esque, that's Rey Mysterio esque, you know what I mean? And we celebrate those guys all the time. So that's yeah, that's Jericho, yeah, you know, the funny guy, you know, but uh, by funny you mean like. Sometimes he's questionable sometimes, but uh, gotta gotta respect ten years. He's the trailblazing that he's done through the industry. He's a he's a he's a game changer, as, as we say, you know. So, shout out to Jericho. Congratulations on thirty years in the business. Um. Now going forward to NXT, the only takeaway that I care to talk about is one or two things. How good Kyle O'Reilly can be and how fucking great Finn Balor is. Like, that's it. Like, that promo wasn't necessarily... I won't give it the best. Like, it was some cuts and some chops and stuff like that or whatever, some edits and stuff like that that you can tell production-wise. But getting the point across, Finn is the man. Like, Finn, like, they're, like, he, he, they're, like... That was the absolute right call for him to go back, for him to get the title. Nobody can do what nobody can do what he's doing. Chopper is good. Adam's good. Like no nobody nobody can do what Finn's doing right now yeah, with the title. What, he, what Finn is doing at NXT right now will go down in history as one of his best runs. I feel like just getting back into his essence as Prince Devitt almost. Um, but, you know, fusing it with Finn Balor and WWE. And, there, and that guys who will come in for the Demon, don't worry. You'll get the Demon, and it will matter one day. But right now, let him be this version of Finn and have these great matches with these guys on NXT. 
This is Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. I cannot wait for this match. First time ever. First time, First time ever. ever. They, they, they never, they never touched. They're going to tear the house down. You know, and there's a lot of great matches on that card. You got Swerve and Santos X who are going to probably open the show, which I, I, I can't wait for as well. Uh, I think that could steal the show as well. So, But when it comes to Kyle O'Reilly and Finn, this has the making of something that could be really special. You know, kind of like how you don't expect it, like the ladder match last week with Sammy, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles, but it came out to be like one of the best matches of the year. This has the potential to be that as well with Kyle O'Reilly and Finn. And, um, you know, this has been, and they, they told the story through that promo. Like, Kyle O'Reilly's been doing it for 15 years, and he's like, yo, like, I've been waiting for this moment. You know, and I loved it. I, I, bought, I bought it. You know, so I could sold me for the match. And NXT has a way of just doing that sometimes, where they be like, oh, you were checked out? Well, we're going to give you just this one package, put it all in one piece, put it together for you, so you really can digest what, what, what picture we have here for going forward. I'm like, oh, okay. I see the picture. I'm, I'm, in, I'm locked in. I'm sold. So um, with that being said, though, where NXT goes from here is going to be telling of how we see NXT at the end of this year. So we're in the last quarter. And storytelling hell-wise, we need something big to happen with Undisputed Era. And I like how it's showing Adam Cole back in Colorado. But somebody has to have their ego come before the group. And I want to see a split. Whether it's Roderick Strong, whether it's Adam Cole, whether it's Colorado, has to be one of those three guys that rises above the group. Oh, Bobby Fisto, Bobby Fisto and Kyle? No. Sorry. Wow. I mean, do you think, I mean, I love Bobby Fish, but he's been injured half his tenure here. And, and, and uh, he doesn't have the, the standing to, 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 to compete for the NXT Championship at this point. He don't. Bobby, I, I, Bobby, Bobby don't have the cachet at all. Yeah, he, he don't. And he's great. He's a great wrestler. I think he came in, like you said, Red Dragon, they're, they're legendary. But um, it has to see the demise of Undisputed Era. I don't want to see them continue as buddies keep going on. I, I just want to see... Adam Cole, even if he, if, what if Adam Cole cost Colorado the match? Like, that would be an impactful moment where, you know, they're calling to question what's going forward. You get Colorado as a single star. You get Adam Cole running at the speed of still having some kind of friction. And then we have a, maybe a triple threat ladder match with Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Colorado. We, we need to see Colorado versus Adam Cole eventually. They've done it in a raw race. There was a classic there. Eventually, those two guys will do it here in NXT as well, I see. Yeah, I think honestly the the top pitcher. I think Kyle doesn't win it now, of course, like you say. Um, I think he has a very vehement uh, uh, effort against Finn. Um, and you know, what can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Poison fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter. License in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Number 3030. Like you say, maybe Adam Cole, you know, does cost it by tripping up the wrong guy by accident or something like that. You know, like how they do tell that story. Um, kind of, kind of have Adam Cole be Kalisto. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where that nigga just came stay out the way. You know what I mean? Um, but I, as far as the breakup, 
the story that they're telling is that they're never going to break up. They're like they're the they're the white new day. You know what I mean? Like that's the story like that, that the. I don't, I mean, me, maybe I'm just a hater. I just want to see them fight, man. I well, see hold on. Why Why I can't have Kofi and Big E fight and you got to have Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly fight? Is it because they white? Is it because they white? No. <laughs> they all can fight. I've been talking about Big E heel turn for the past two years, bro. You know damn well. Nah, I got it on camera and on tape where you like, no, man, they ain't got to break up, man. They ain't got to fight each other, man. They, they don't they didn't have to, but I definitely want Biggie to separate and get that heel turn. Now, it didn't happen the heel way, which is fine. One day, I do want to see Biggie versus Kofi, no matter what. I do want to see that. So, me saying as a fan, I want to see a match... Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, that should be that's praise on both of you guys as wrestlers. Like that, I want to see that match, and you try to get there through your storytelling. So you gotta break up. I, that's, what, that's what I want to see. We can have face. We can we can have face. We can have face versus face. Yeah, that's cool too. I mean, I think it wouldn't be as good. I feel like I think that Adam Cole. Has a, I think Adam Cole needs to go into another gear with his, you know. You think Adam Cole's being insincere is pretty much what you're saying. I would hope that's what it is. That would help him. Wow. You want somebody to be a horrible human being. In story. (laughs) Adam Cole is a heel. He's not a baby face. How do you know? How do you know? No, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I think he should be a heel right now. I think Adam Cole honestly is beyond NXT. I think I think I don't I think Adam Cole's behind next day. I think Adam Cole needs to be Drew McIntyre's new 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 opponent. That's me personally. You know, we, we talked about that recently, but if either, either, now now that I'm seeing what they've done with like NXT recently with Kyle O'Reilly, believe I think it gives Adam Cole more staying power in NXT. I really do. I think that it gives him more staying power if they tell the story right and then you know they go up to the main roster or maybe they you know they go up together. I'm not sure what. But, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. You know, I think it's a power ride moment. We'll, we'll lock in on that. And there's, I think that's the way you want to leave it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, outside of NXT, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, outside the NXT pitcher, um, title pitcher, um, nothing really else tickled my fancy. I know you talked about the swerve, Escobar. I mean, I, I dig the promo. But, I mean, they've talked for a while. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready yeah, for some. I'm ready for some action. I told you, you feel this me? This match should have been a blowover at the last table. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, but hey, you know, hopefully, Swerve gets the title here. Uh, if not, like you said last week, we can probably get called up and go to SmackDown or Raw. I know we want to see SmackDown uh, so we can link up with some of the Cesaro's and Shinsuke's and you know uh, Matt Riddle's of the world. That would be fucking fire. Uh, so either way, I feel like you know we know Swerve. He got a great, great future ahead of him. So I'm definitely tuning in for that as well. But the mid-card, you got Damian Priest versus uh, Johnny Gargano, and you have uh, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, which should be a great match. Yeah. Now, do we see the destiny come, the prophecy come true of the couple tandem title champions? You know, Johnny and Candice rocking the belts as a couple, being that obnoxious couple. I think both of them. I think both of them go. I mean, Damian necessarily chasing works. I'd rather have Damian chasing than having him as the champ, 
Especially in the current character that he's in. You feel me? I think that Damien can get put in the main event scene, honestly. I think that he he's, he can drop it to Johnny. Damien and Finn? Damien and Finn, Damien and Kyle, Damien and Cole. I mean, I honestly think he, he, he's, he doesn't need the North American Championship anymore. Wait for that. You know, he could, depending on who you have coming up next to face him. But you have to have him lose the title in the fairness way. So you need a good heel to beat this guy because he's a big guy. You don't want to just be like, let him lose clean to some, you know, random, you know, so, and Johnny right now, probably one of the biggest heels in NXT outside of, I mean, if they have Smosser right now, he's a heel, but he's not steam. but he's not, he hasn't been showing him on TV as much. You know, he's kind of similar with the, uh, the Tony, um, Jake Atlas dude. So with, right now, it just makes sense to put it on Candace and Johnny. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm with both. I think I think it, I think Candace came here. I know we want to get her away from, you know, Johnny's wife or whatever case may be. But this is the best utilization of them and of her at the moment. Um, the 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 fairy tale pixie that shit ain't work for Alexa. It ain't work for Candace LeRae. Like it just don't work. Like that that shit just you know what I mean. Like you know at yeah. some point like the only real legitimate baby face that I worked for was Bailey, and that's because she got bullied by three of the you know biggest and baddest of the. Right now we don't have that in the division for it to okay. to, to work. You know what I mean? And I, I disagree on my end. I actually thought the baby face Candace was. Very much like Johnny Baby thinks, and I actually, I saw, I, I liked it. You know, I know that some people say that, jo- that Johnny's very gonna her thing, Candace is not really her thing, but I guess I know their story, so I'm a, I'm a fan, and I and I like them as baby faces. But if you're outside looking in, and you're like, okay, Candace LeRae as you know, just Candace LeRae, Johnny's wife, fighting for NXT Women's Championship, or Candace LeRae as this character she has now, I. I honestly, I get why you can say this is could take it to the next level, you know. Uh, if because but it's through Johnny still, you know. I know. I mean, to me, they're still tied together. They 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 all, they've always been. You know? The the only the only thing would have been if Johnny would have turned and Candace would have tried to remain baby, right? And the conflict. The, I think. I mean, either way, like if Candace stays baby and Johnny's heel. Right then, it's a conflict between the marriage because that story has to be told. You know what I mean? Now that they're both evil, now they're the evil couple, Mister or Mrs. Smith of wrestling. You know, like that. Like I think, what, huh? Go ahead. No, you, no, you're, no, you're onto something. I think that that's what I, I was trying to say when I was like, she should have came out, kicked both Tommaso and Johnny at you know takeover back you know WrestleMania weekend. She should have turned on both of them and been like, I'm done with this. Like you know, and that should have been telling. Her, she's still a face because she's done with just being stressed out over this whole Johnny Tommaso thing. And you keep Johnny, uh, you have Tommaso go over somehow, and Johnny's now trying to plead for his wife as a heel still. That could have gotten them throughout that time till here where she turns heel with him. And that would have been an organic. I like that. I like that. But here we are. I like that. I like that. But I, I think, you know, I think right now, you know, we're, we are results, guys. You know what I mean? So if the result if the result is going to lead to it, then, you know, we'll get there. So I I, 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 think, the, I think the whole card is going to be great. I think we named pretty much every match on there outside of um, uh, 
Kushida. Velveteen and Kushida, but uh, you know, you know, night night, nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like it's like Austin Theory and Velveteen. They gotta work their way back up. They're in that Triple H spot where he after the um, after the curtain call and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We work we, back up. You gotta do something to make people forget about all that shit that came out. And then you and I think Austin Theory is on his way. I think Velveteen's on his way as well. And just keep your head up. I don't know the facts, and that's why I'm saying that, guys. Just letting you know, I don't know the facts. I don't care about the facts. I'm just saying they're on TV. They're gonna be thirty-one, thirty-one TV. I'm judging them as performers. I I think honestly, with 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 that going on, um, you know, because I think Riddle Riddle's still in the news and and things like that. Jerry Ryan, that, that you know, dumbass suing the accusers and shit like that. Like, I think realistically, when it comes to the sexual, the the, the sexual assault and especially the predatorial stuff going on. Um, I think you, like, if you didn't do it, then the sensitivity should be there. But it's hard to defend yourself of you texting little boys and girls. You see what I'm saying? So, like, you almost in a... You I, I don't, cause we don't know the conversation that he had with them, and that's where we are, you know, as fan base. We don't know the conversations that people have had behind the scenes with, with, with those situations that happened earlier. Going to speak out movement, um, and those main things need to become to light. I'm like, I'm never going to say those things don't need to come to light because you shouldn't be uh, being predatorial. But um, I can't. I, I mean, I, I can't judge WWE's ethics. They're 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 their own company, and I don't know what else it's And we and if, and where their line is crossed, like you know, is it just texting? All right, you texted somebody underage. That means that you lose your job. Because where does it, I mean, I wonder where 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 does the line get crossed? I don't know. I, I'm asking. Honestly, I don't know. So at this point, I just judge my performers, and we'll see where the movie goes with these guys. But they are very talented. I see it every single time I see both of them. And I hope that one day they can get to some redemption if they are innocent. Um, and I mean, and with I mean, and 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 when it comes to the character base, Riddle and Austin Theory and Dream. You see the result of what of 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 that of that negative uh, PR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yo, like we, like we we can't. You know what I mean? Like Riddle was, you feel me? But he's the Hermanos now. You feel me? Like I get it. You're still on TV. You feel me? But like, eh, you know, like we're gonna we're gonna plateau you out for a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, Jeff Hardy's uh, is Jeff Hardy and the Biggie. They they had that moment, and I'm like, yeah, these are the guys they're building around. Which you can see they did with the other guys, but then kind of stopped Riddle. Exactly, and and and, and 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 you and you have to accept that for one a as your punishment for being put in position like that, and for b you lucky you ain't fired if it is true. You know what I mean? Like so, nigga, like the worst you can do is get your head kicked off by Koshida. Or wrestle with the Lucha uh, uh, House Party, or get your or get your ass kicked by Adam Cole. You know what I mean? To where you can literally be done for. You know what I mean? Like you know. So Jack Gallagher, I ain't heard from that nigga since he got let go. <laughs> Well, it was one of those two. We don't know. 
um, outside of that, man, NXT is that, man. And that was NXT. You know, I can't wait to the pay reviews. The pay reviews Sunday. Um, so um, I think I got I got Finn. I got EO. I got Johnny. I'm, I'm sorry. I got Finn. I got Johnny. I got Candice. I got Swerve and Kushida. Yeah, I got the same part. Um, yeah, I got the same exact results, honestly. Looking at things, so hopefully they surprise us. <laughs> <laughs> or we just got it again. Go, go with what our results. Shit, we picked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I mean, that's what makes sense. Honestly, it's reasonable. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the war goddess, formerly known as Athena. Um, Ember Moon, as you know her in the E, the WWE. Uh, Chris, you're saying that she's she be coming back soon, or is she can she wrestle still? Because I heard there was a rumor that she couldn't, she might not be able to wrestle. Um, I mean, I, I, her, her, and I don't know her exact injury, but uh, I mean, I, I mean her exact status of the injury. I do know she's still out, just like um, Xavier Woods is still out. Yeah. Um, and that Achilles injury is a difficult injury to recover from. But my, um, you know, as our book in black, I had, I was, you know, people are trying to speculate who's coming back to NXT. You know what I mean? Was it Ember Moon? Was it Bo Dallas? You know what I mean? And my, my, my case in point of bringing Ember into this situation is that if she comes back, I believe that she will not miss the boat for the simple fact that the roster is stronger and I believe whether it don't if, if, if she's supposed to go back to NXT, you know, I think a Candace and Ember Moon feud would be ridiculous. Like I think that would be like especially if we're bringing back the warrior goddess. Like yo, I am I am I am the goddess of warrior warrior spirit. Like, I, I fight. Like, this is what I do. Like, this is, like, you know what I mean? Like, she got that passed down from Asuka almost to where okay. she, she, and I would like to see her come back and kind of regain her territory and then be able to kind of decipher that. Or if she comes back, I believe that character will work big on WWE, SmackDown, or Raw if she comes back and, and, and expresses and becomes... The, the warrior the warrior goddess. Yeah, when she lives in her essence, she will she will thrive. We all know she got the skill and talent. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's raw or SmackDown or NXT, like you said, like she's gonna she's gonna thrive. Um, and I think sometimes having an injury that takes something away from you, like something that you love, reinvigorates that that hunger, you know. And, and I just hope that her and Xavier Woods, you know, uh, and I hope Naomi's all right. Uh, they come back with that, with that, with that fire, you know. Um, I like the fact that they can get, like you said, sometimes last week you were saying about people getting their time on the bench and getting to see the game differently, you know. Um, so I hope that's what they're going through, seeing the game a little bit differently and saying, all right, when I return, what would I want to be? You know, how would I want to react? How would I want to feel and, and portray myself? Because I think they both, all, all three of them kind of make, maybe need a re, not a reboot, but like, you know, that next level okay, transformation, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta evolve in the business. Whether you're using the same gimmick or not, you're still evolving within that same gimmick. So, so whatever Ember comes back as, I believe, because I have always said that she should be a supernatural character. Now, that's just me. 
if not, if it doesn't sing to her, I don't want her to, to be it. But I always saw Ember Moon as a, maybe like a fortune teller or a psychic or some type of, you know, something in touch with the moon and the skies and the stars character that's kind of supernatural. But if she, she would have to be, be able to portray that. Because she, she, she utilized that in the warrior spirit, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, through the warrior spirit, that would be pretty much how I would combine the two maybe even, like, you know, melt the two where she has the warrior spirit. And it's like more of like a, you know... And that way she can take on and she can take on that essence of the supernatural with that. Yeah. I think like if you yeah. if if you combine the two, if she is, you know, not howling at the moon, but not chanting at the moon, but like um like say say when the her entrance and it's a fucking moon, like a red, dark ember moon, and she comes up and like she's you know, like she's awoken yeah. type shit. Like yeah. that would be fire. And then after her matches, like the moon goes down or some shit like that. Like yeah, I, yeah. Like, I think that would be fucking dope. Yeah, like you got the red moon come up, and then you um, now, outside of that, um, who is her best opponent coming back? That's a good question. There's a lot of great talent, man. There's a lot of great talent. Um, it could be, honestly, anybody that we've been talking about over the past couple months, whether it's Oscar again, whether it's Sasha Banks, whether it's Bailey, whether it's Mickey James, uh, whether it's uh, Santa Baszler. I think that there's a lot of potential for because Ember Moon hasn't I think she, we know she has a skill to, she has ability to go out there and have classic matches. So it's just a matter of telling the story to get to them. That makes the match matter. You know? She can't just come back and have like, get squashed by Nia Jax. I can't, like, I don't want to see that. You know, like, I want to see her compete and, and completely get uh, utilized in the match in the where they're taking her, like, seriously. You know, like, all right, we're going to produce and put, the, put some money into you. Um, going forward now, um, SmackDown, like we, you know, was yesterday, it was pretty much, you know, what it was, Roman came out after the match, they did a whole program with Jay, and now we're gonna get Hell in a Cell, um, nothing really moved me from SmackDown, the one thing that moved me through the week, though, was, uh, WWE took away those Twitch accounts like we said they would. <laughs> That motherfuckers uh, is gone, they, nigga. They yo, gone. You guys are so shady, man. They gone, bro. Yo, my God, you know. Um, quick on Roman and, and Jay. I'm just gonna give them props. I love the story they're doing, and I and I, and I understand it. I'm gonna watch the movie because I think that this is some of the. This is obviously clearly the best Roman we've ever seen. I think everybody's saying it. Uh, so keep doing that. I'm eating it up. Sami Zayn, keep doing your thing. Great, great job. Um, and uh, Jay Uso, I feel like has been really got a moment to shine in his own right. Like, even his moveset feels different when he's a single star, when he's a single wrestler. So, like, he had a great match with AJ Styles, and AJ Styles made like, like a million bucks. So go back and watch that match. It was great on SmackDown. Uh, so, that being said, yeah, nothing else really SmackDown moved me. I'm going to move over to uh, this TikTok one that this WWE and the Taking away these tip, uh, these Twitch accounts, like 
this is insane. I think that's kind of messed up. We've, want, we've been having this back and forth for the past month. They're like, okay, you can do it, but you can't use your real name, or you gotta use your real name. And then, you know, now it's like, oh, you gotta give us a cut. Straight up, flat out. Uh, I'm re I'm on wrestlinginc.com again. Uh, Wrestling Inc. has learned that Vince McMahon sent the email to talent this week, reminding them that they have until Friday, October second, to sever any unauthorized business relationships with third parties. It was noted that talent who failed to comply could be fined, suspended, or terminated. Um, McMahon issued an edict. Oh, this is something we knew about already. Uh, Wrestling Inc. also learned that talent were told this week that the company will be taking control of their Twitch accounts in four weeks. WWE will own those accounts. However, talent will receive a percentage of the revenue, which counts against their downside guarantee. Wow. Woo. Shit. My own platform. Right. And it's like, oh, you think you have a, a right? You think you have a choice? No, you can't do that. And, and as a matter of fact, we own that. And we'll see what we can give you. And I'll go to guess what we already owe you. So, so Andrew, Andrew Yang openly criticized the edict. Um, and he said that he would take action if Joe Biden were to be elected president. He spoke and said that he feels that WWE has been able to get away with some of those labor with some of their labor practices and this is quote a lot of it is that wrestlers are afraid to speak out and I've had wrestlers past and present reach out to me and say that Vince has been getting away with exploitation of wrestlers calling them independent contractors while controlling their activities for years and years a lot of it is just they are a quasi-monopoly, and wrestlers feel that if they do or try and unionize or organize in any way that Vince doesn't like, it would never work again. So, um... Ah, man. I mean, I ain't never been against niggas, you know... I'm all about capitalism. I don't know why niggas can't make what you give them and someone decide. You know, Vince's egotistical, Vince's maniacal, diabolical, all those fucking words, you feel me? Like It's just, it's just like you said, capitalism. It's just insidious within the culture, man. It's like, you have these talents that have given their bodies to your sport and put their their life on the line, already sacrificing time with their family, and they're like, yo, let me have a little piece of myself for myself, with my fans and my community. I can build my own thing, just through a community online and Twitch. And you're like, no, you don't own that as well. You can't have a piece of yourself. You can't, you know. So that's how I look at it. It's like a company stealing a piece of this person's identity and saying, even through this, your identity is gonna be through me like you know like it's really insidious and if you really think about it it's it's just morally unconscionable to do that and then have it so like yeah it goes against anything that you know you get you made here if you're on your, on your downside that's not, they're not even saying okay you're making new content here we're gonna pay you for it we're gonna oh we're gonna give you a cut of what we're making from your content and then it's going against what we already gonna give you like it's just crazy 
and a lot of people are, you know, when it comes to the wrestlers who just who have the platform, a lot of them do have the platform to get away from the insidious, insidious nature or the toxicity that is wrestling community. You know what I mean? Like people who game and people who, you know, gonna play Animal Hunt or Animal Crossing or fucking Mario Kart or whatever case may be. That you know, when you when you can control who's in your environment, you control your space. Like you control your peace, you control what you have. You know what I mean? And I feel like that you you're taking control from that. You know what I mean? Like you're taking away control that people will have to like. Cause if I gotta deal with your crazy ass, right? You ripping up scripts. We going on TV in ten minutes, and the script ain't done. And, Shit like that. And nigga might call for me and I get COVID. I got to be out for a month. I might lose my spot. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do all that. And then if I get hurt or if I'm at home in my downtime, you're telling me I can't fire up my PS4 and talk to some people to kind of get me through the day. Like, I, that's, that, that's, that, you know, I, I'm never going to be, you know, I'm never signing off to that, man. I'm not signing off to that. Yeah, so. Um, I think, I think for the most part, Niggas got to take, like, niggas got to boss up. Niggas got to have they boss. Like, yo, this is my name. Not not my stage name. This is, like, my name. Like, I, if I wrestled as the most high and I, you know, like, you know what I mean, the, you know, most high television or some shit like that or whatever. But if I got Christopher McLean Twitch, my bad, Vince, you can't touch that. And if you want to fire me for that, then, like, can I get my check early then? You know what I mean? Type shit. Like, you're not finna let me go off of my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you completely, man. And that's exactly what it comes down to. It's about saying that, hey, can you have a piece of yourself for yourself? But, or, do, or does WWE own everything that you do that might stem the profit? It's crazy. Man. Um. All right, man. We are kind of back on track. You know what I mean? Um. As far as the work week. Um, anything else that you need to tackle for wrestling? No, it's just been a good week of wrestling. Um, I'm truly, truly gracious for uh, some of the things that we've been talking about wrestling happening. And, you know, you got to be aware of that, guys. When you talk about things for years and years and years of wrestling and you're starting to see it happening, you got to recognize it, you know? So we came to the podcast to talk about storytelling, you know? And I think that we're seeing some of the best storytelling we've seen in a long time of wrestling. Um, and, and, and I see just it's growing, you know, that, 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 that true respect for storytelling. And the reason why, you know, I kind of was like off on the Jay Uso Roman thing is because I couldn't recognize it when it was happening. It's been gone for so long, you know? So I want to appreciate that again. I see what they did with Sami Zayn and the ladder match with storytelling within the match was great. You know, uh, it, you know, when I see in AEW, um, I see that they're trying, they're, they got to put it all together. There's a lot of, pieces there where um, they're trying to have a storytelling as well and they're telling their own stories but um, thanks for listening uh, we, we, it's been an hour and ten minutes and just be gracious for, for what we're getting and watch the movie as we said but it's a good time in wrestling yo it's a really good time in wrestling bro and what I'm telling you is is that enjoy it you feel me re, re, uh, Roman <laughs> Roman might not be here for a, for a long time, dog. That nigga going to get keys to a booby franchise like my nigga Kazim said. And it's going to be yeah. a rap, nigga. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. enjoy the big dog while he in his yard, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time.
really killing it right now. And I think that he's I think that Johnson might be a little bit jealous because he didn't get the chance to do this. <laughs> I'm saying he did it, you know. I know you I know you, I know you wanted it, but Cantina is is this is his own thing and it's all right. So um you can you can take that. But Roman's gonna he's gonna be good over the next couple of months we'll see Roman completely involved into the tribal keep and it's gonna make sense. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be like fitting. It's gonna be his legacy. I think uh Roman is who we thought he is. Or who we thought he was. It's like Danny Green, right? From when he was like, Crown their asses. We are who we thought they were. And we blew it. Right? We blew it, bro. Like we if we don't appreciate like it's gonna be like LeBron. You feel me? Like LeBron been in the league seventeen years. He's been in the finals ten times. You feel me? Like that is ridiculous, my nigga. That's ridiculous. You feel me? And with that being said, like, he was who we thought he was at 16 on the cover of the yeah. Slam magazine. You feel me? Like, yeah. when we saw Roman come up with that long flowing hair with the vest with the tribal tattoo, like, oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and one thing that I've heard, I think, the McMahon say, like, watching documentaries is that sometimes the fans know before we do. We knew Roman was Roman before they did, and then they fucked it up, and then they got it right, you know? So they just didn't know what they had. This is what you have, you know? And we're just seeing it now. And sometimes it takes time to get there. And I'm all, I'm, and I'm fine with it. Even if you go into Bray Wyatt, if it all led to the theme, then everything happened for a reason, you know? So at this point, I'm just really in a good space where it comes to wrestling. And, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, NXT tomorrow. We'll talk some more next week. Man, peace out, everybody. Make sure y'all check out our Shopify, everythingiswrestling.myshopify.com. Pick up that Everything Is Wrestling SummerSlam shirt. Uh, better late than never, my nigga. Yep, <laughs> better late than never. Peace. Peace.